Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we're welcoming in a man who's returned briefly. I'm sure we'll go back again because that's what happens, right? Everyone comes and goes, comes and goes from this World Cup. But uh, one of uh, New Zealand's leading rugby reporters, a man who's got his finger on the pulse and never short of opinion, Jamie Wall joins us. G'day, Jamie. Is the body recovered yet, mate? Uh, good afternoon, boys. Uh, no, it hasn't, um, and that's not because of the rugby. It's probably because of the stuff I was doing in the evenings. <laughs> that's how it works, and it does. And, and, and I know they're supposed to soak it up, but the but the Pano Shocker Arts and they, they don't actually help as as much as you think. They just add a lot more exhaustion to you. But we've got to get into the ABs here, uh, Jamie. Is this the only game that the All Blacks can actually put out? not their top lineup, given that for the rest of this World Cup, uh, we've got Italy, where they really need to put out a top team, and then you can't exactly chop and change the week bef- before you start playing your quarterfinals. Is this experimentation week before we get to the real stuff? Uh, short answer, yes, because they have put out uh, a mixed-up um, team, obviously with McKenzie and Roygaard at 9 and 10 is probably the key indicator that it was like, okay, well, we're going to give this a try uh, to give them a run just in case some guys get injured. Uh, but at the same time, I, I would have thought, you know, going into this, you would have thought actually you could probably use all three of these games, Namibia, Uruguay and Italy to kind of move guys around a little bit. So I think there might still be a little bit of tinkering going on. Obviously Sam Kane's injury has thrown a bit of a spanner in the works there. So they've had to, I guess, start tinkering before they probably wanted to um, in that French loss uh, in a move that I'm still trying to get my head around. I'm not really sure why they selected Superboy at six when they had Luke Crazy. Jackson there and uh, why um, and, and it's it's obviously shown um, that the squad selection was a little bit out of whack anyway with Amoni Narawa getting injured and they've replaced him with Ethan Blackadder. Like, that's just kind of admitting you got it wrong in the first place. So I think that there will still be a tinkering. Like, if there's one thing that got repeated, like absolutely ad nauseum over there uh, in the wash-up of the Tottenham loss, and then the and then the uh, the Paris week uh, as well, was about how they're still learning and how they're still trying to put things together. It's like, mate, come on, you're you're literally at the World Cup. It's time for the learning to stop and the doing to start. And and I think that's what the biggest issue with the All Blacks is right now. Beave, given the uh, the last couple of games for the All Blacks, are there opportunities you think for any of these guys and this team to play in Namibia to force their way into the top fifteen? Yeah, I think there has to. Be. I think uh, Jamie's touched on a couple of it. I think, well, not maybe fifteen, but I think certainly uh, Roy Gard comes into your bench. I think uh, Luke Jacobson and and Dalton for that matter. Tubovai wasn't a raving success at six, and I don't think there's any fault of his own. He's played a few games there for the Chiefs. And because of the Chiefs forward pack and how strong they've been in the last couple of years against some of his minnows of Super Rugby, which is all the Australian teams these days, uh, he looked good there. But going out against the French is a different story in a World Cup opener. So I don't know. The the word on the street is Frizzell's situation may be worse than we're fine knowing. Um, so therefore, I think 
the number six jersey is a well and truly auditioning spot at the moment, and even Scotty Barrett on the bench, uh, he might get time at six, and, and I'd like to see it, uh, to see how he would actually have a crack there at six as well. So, no, I, I certainly think there's a few in particular. Um, and McKenzie, does McKenzie get any time at 15? That's, that's, I mean, obviously as a current shareholder of Grins, it would be great for for the Grins uh, stake to see the young fella at 15, and, and maybe that jersey might be up for grabs. Who knows? Jamie, you got any chance of that? What do you think? I think there's always, there's always a chance, because if there's one thing that we've noticed about this, this All Black team is that you know, things can change at the last minute and, and kind of get done by accident. I think McKenzie, if McKenzie is going to get into the top squad, it'll be on the bench uh, at sort of 23. Uh, but again, I'm not seeing any sort of logical plan for him to be there. I think that it'll be something that will happen through circumstance rather than anything else. Because really, even if he goes out tomorrow morning and scores a bunch of tries and kicks a bunch of goals, you can always just say, well, it's, it's Namibia. And that's what he should be doing. Because really, like, I, I, I certainly um, go along with that theory as well. Like, they all should be having uh, massively dominant games tomorrow morning. Namibia are not up to much uh, at all. Uh, like, half of those guys are probably amateurs. So uh, that, you know, this should really be an absolute beatdown. And if it's not, then uh, there's some serious questions to be asked about this all side. Right. Johnny Max going to hit us between the eyes with a news and sport update. And after that, that, we'll be back with the Press Box with Jamie Wall. It's the Friday Press Box on the run home. And we're joined today by Jamie Wall. Uh, Jamie, as per your uh, your very active social media accounts, uh, based on this morning's game, All Blacks versus Uruguay should be a cracker. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think that game probably said more about France uh, and France's um, B, B side that they, they put out. Like, don't get me wrong, Uruguay played really well. Um, but I don't know if that, that side probably has the has the gas tank to to really still be firing. But once 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 they make the All Blacks, and also for them, I'm not sure if they'd even play their best side anyway. Surely they'd be targeting Namibia as their their game that they they want to win, and perhaps not trying to knock over Italy as well. So for them, uh, and and we have seen it in previous World Cups as well, where the the minnow sides are just trying to get one over each other and they treat the All Blacks game as a way of rotating their squad. So I, I that was firmly tongue in cheek um, uh, uh, remark, but at the same time, I mean, good on them. Like they, they really showed up and, and, and put a bit of a dent in France who kind of haven't really gotten out of second gear thus far. But again, they haven't, they didn't get out of, get out of second gear against the All Blacks and still managed to beat them quite handily. So Beef, with the uh, news we're hearing about Malcolm Marks being, done for the World Cup. Who do you want now for the quarters, Ireland or the box? I'll need to see more from Ireland. I think after this weekend I'll be able to give you a proper answer, but if going on everything right now, I think I'm still on Ireland. I still want Ireland. Uh, although, as I said, my pen's very close to putting a line through the box. Um, if they lost Big Eben as well, it's through it. But uh, no, I'd still take Ireland right now. I just love the storyline around they can't get past the quarterfinal. I just, I just think you can just really build that up in the week leading up to. That's when the trash talk, that's when Fozzie's got to take the gloves off, just start throwing those seeds out there of self-doubt and just see, just see if they can succumb to the pressure again. Uh, Jamie, pretend this is one of those old uh, pick-your-path books and you can choose which way you go. Who are you choosing? Box or Ireland? I'm going to... 
I'm going to have to concur with Beeve there, and I think it's when he says putting the seeds out and putting the uh, putting a bit of hate on the on the Irish. That's when you want Steve Hansen to come back in and break <laughs> yes. his rule about not talking to the media because he'd be able to really get under their skin. I can guarantee you that. But I think, and the reason, but the main reason I say Ireland is because they still have to play uh, Scotland and South Africa in consecutive consecutive weeks, and then go into a quarterfinal. So they've got three tough games in a row coming up. The All Blacks don't all due respect to Italy and, and Uruguay and Namibia, but they, the All Blacks are probably going to be going this, into this one a lot fresher than their, their opponent. And I think that Ireland, if they're banged up, uh, probably don't have as much depth um, as the Springboks. And of course, the Springboks smashed the All Blacks not that long ago, and they'll be going in with the confidence of knowing that if they just play that way again, they'll be able to get that get that same result. Uh, and so I think, <clears throat> yeah, I think Ireland's probably uh, the All Blacks' better bet. Now, I'm feverishly uh, checking Instagram, every social media ac- account I can, keeping an eye out for any alerts to find out what the story is from Sean Johnson, whether he's going to be taking the field. Uh, Jamie, let's, let's go with the proviso that he plays, but plays injured. How does that affect the Warriors? If, he, if a calf strain like that means uh, Beaver, am I right? Is acceleration gets affected with uh, with a quote unquote old man injury like that, where uh, the he can't he's not as quick off the mark, which is obviously something Johnson has as a weapon. But what's how do you see that panning out, Jamie? I think whatever happens, I think the bigger threat is the Knights because they're playing really good football. Uh, at the moment, they were very, they've been very impressive. I think it's 10 straight that they've won. That's they've it. finally uh, managed to get Kalen Ponga, uh, un- they've sort of unlocked all of what he can bring um, to a game. And their, their wingers, I said, really, you say they've combined 46 tries uh, this year, Dom Young and um, Greg Mazu. And Bradman Best has finally turned from being a flat track bully into like a, the proper player that he, he should be. Yeah, Origin so gave him a let's huge worry about, let's Let's worry about that before we sort of worry about like the effect that Sean Johnson having a niggly calf is going to have because I think that if the Knights continue to play the way they have and the Warriors continue to play the way they have, it's going to be one, one way traffic because you've got to remember the Warriors lost their last three games and like quite comfortably last weekend. So they need to kind of find some sort of way of turning that around. Um, and I don't think Sean Johnson's going to be able to do that himself. Beaver. The pain of playing through a calf is a ultimate professional uh, like yourself. A calf injury, how how does it slow you down, and how would it slow Sean Johnson down? Obviously, your guys' skill set very similar. Uh, yeah, we they often liken uh, Sean's footwork to my head step. Um, look, as far as if it's a proper calf, he's gone. Like it's not limiting you. It's it's impossible. So if it's a tear, it's no good. If it's a strain, it's it's very much. You play. You can play for strain to a level, and then it can just go on you. So he could be running around at seventy-five percent. He could be able to nurse his way through it. But if he knows he, that's all he can do, he's going to turn into very much the facilitator, the guy calling the shots. Hopefully, being able to kick. Because I can't remember what's what leg is it? Is it left or right? It's the most talked about calf in the world. Surely we know which which calf it is. Um, to be fair, let's hope it's the right because if it's the plant foot, it's probably even under more pressure. Um, so. Yeah, just things like that, to be honest. So, 
look, fingers crossed, fingers crossed that we're just, he does a Cooper Cronk from the grand final a few years ago where he just hangs out and gets the job done through his mouth and direction. Yeah, I want him there directing traffic. I think his his voice is missed in a big way. Now, uh, got to ask you as well, uh, one of the cool stories of this week, in my opinion, Jamie, Shane Van Gisbergen heading to NASCAR. Do we know how good this guy is really? I mean, he is obviously goes there, wins his first race. He's dominated supercars. God, he's won every, everything he's ever tried to do with a wheel, basically. Do we really get how great a driver someone like the Giz is? I think we're going to find out. Uh, because, you know, to make that move into what is a real blue chip, you know, American sport, um, he's going to be getting a hell of a lot more exposure. He's going to be getting a hell of a lot more attention. Um, you know, it's sort of, it, I, I wonder, you know, just how much of a parallel you can draw it to Scott Dixon's um, journey. And, and he's a guy that's done, managed to carve out like a really remarkable career um, for a New Zealander, you know, really unique career. And just hoping that Shane Van Gisbergen can, go on and do something do something similar because it's it's pretty cool to, to have a Kiwi um, competing in, in NASCAR. Yeah, and for me, Dixon's quite cerebral. You know, he's got this cool, calm collective, whereas the Giz is a wild man. Like he's, he will go in any situation, any time. He's a golfer that doesn't lay up, right? He's a guy that goes for broke everything he does. And I think NASCAR has uh, the uh, the great Howard Dobson, Dobbo used to refer to NASCAR crash car, and that's he will be putting himself in the firing line. And I, I can't wait to see him go. Just like I didn't really follow Indy cars before Scott Dixon got there. Now I've got a reason to get in uh, and keep an eye on the NASCAR and enjoy watching the Giz go. And uh, Beave, throw this one to you, Black Caps. Couple of bad performances in a row. Seriously erratic. Are we worried? Mm. No, we're not. No, we're not. I uh, I watched a fair bit of the other one, where Stokes was going bananas. Jesus. The, the, the characters who were bowling that one, I don't think that many of them are going to be bowling in opening game in India. So, I think we're going to be fine. Um, and and let's be honest, you don't. Wanna, I mean, you don't play with your cards. Right now, we've got a World Cup opener, so we're just holding back our... Oh, didn't the All Blacks, are we? Doesn't bloody we're matter if we win we're holding back. Great. We're holding back, mate. We're holding back. <laughs> Unbelievable. Can you, hold, can you hold back in cricket? Oh, I'm not going to bet well today. Is, it, is that how you do it? Oh, I don't know. Just let yeah, them go th- bowl well today? You let one through the keeper. You just don't play as many of your shots. What, what about you, Jamie, when it comes to... Uh, I'm still in sense it's another format series. If this ends 2 all, I'm going to scream. <laughs> well... Just to answer Beef's question, you can hold back in cricket. It's called batting for your average. And um, I've, done, I've, I've done it a few times. <laughs> right, you know, just to make sure I get the asterisk next to my name um, by the end of it. Um, uh, in terms of, like, the World, World Cup form, I mean, who knows? It, 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 you know, they're going to be playing completely different pitches and different conditions once they get to India. Uh, there's, it's a tournament format that um, the Black Caps have always kind of done pretty well in. So there's always that sort of glimmer of hope of, like, historically – they sort of come right at a World Cup. At the same time, I feel like we're sort of on the sort of end of an era of like Black Caps greatness. Um, so this might be the last hurrah for this this playing group to kind of pull something out. Yeah, we've got a uh, B team touring Bangladesh in a second. If this finishes two all, that's two tool series. It's what's the point? Why did we come? So yeah, I'm I'm with you, Beave. Maybe that this yeah, this doesn't matter as much as I want it to. It's very frustrating. Jamie Wall, lovely to have you back in the country, and of course, more importantly, love to have you on the show. Thanks for coming on, mate. Cheers, boys. No worries.